Welcome to Strong Men, Strong Marriages. I'm your host, Mike Frazier, MD, your BYU and UCLA trained psychiatrist and marriage coach. Here, we are men on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get a stronger, more joyful, and more intimate marriage. Whether your marriage is in serious trouble right now, like infidelity, separation, or divorce talks, or your marriage is good, but you want to take your intimacy to the next level, you'll find what you're looking for on this podcast. We build a strong, joyful, and intimate marriage by building up our spiritual, mental, emotional, and sexual strength, and becoming experts in communication and intimacy. So we can have both a great friendship and connection, and exciting passion and intimacy in our marriage. Are you with us? Let's do this. All right, man. Welcome to today's episode. So this one's a pretty personal uh, thing that happened to me a few days ago uh, that I wanted to share. And so the title of this, even when I wrote it, I felt kind of uh, strange writing it. But why being a husband and father isn't everything. So like even saying it, it sounds weird, but um, because for so long, I thought that was my main value as a, as a person, right? As a man is how good a job I was doing as a husband and father. And I'm not saying that it's not important to do that and to do your best in that, but uh, hopefully it'll make more sense as we go here. (laughs) So, you know, as uh, I probably said on here before, I was a missionary for the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And there we have someone called the mission president who's kind of in charge of uh, what you do. This guy I look up to a lot, President Tolbo, outstanding man. And he gave us this lesson that really helped me organize um, my life for many years. He taught us these priorities and what those were. He kind of listed them in order. He said, first is God. After that is your wife, then your kids, then your church responsibilities, and then your work. And I think maybe he put yourself at the end of that too in the lesson, but whether he did or not, I kind of like left that part out for the most part. So this message really, it helped me organize my life for a lot of years, you know, putting God first to me, that meant, you know, living with integrity and, you know, having that good relationship with God. So uh, studying scripture, saying my prayers, doing that first thing in the morning. Um, I still do that and it's super powerful. And then my wife, you know, making sure she was taken care of and then my kids and then my, my church work and then my, you know, other work. So super helpful, helped me be very productive. It, it, it did and does still help me, you know, keep things in proper perspective. Now, the problem with this list, there are a few issues. So for one thing, one is that I'm not on that list at all, or maybe I'm like last on that list. Also, you know, friends, other family, they weren't really on that list. And so, you know, since that was kind of my map, I you know, didn't really prioritize myself much. I didn't really prioritize uh, friend and family time that much. Okay. But I felt like I was doing what was right. Okay. My, my value in this case, it was mainly tied up in how well I was serving other people. Now I'm not saying it's not important and good to serve other people. Like that's my goal for the year actually is to direct myself more to service. But what I'm saying is how I felt my value as a person was as a human being was really tied up in, okay, am I doing a good job 
serving my wife? Am I doing a good job serving my kids? Am I doing a good job with my church work and with my, my other work? Okay. And that was where my value was. Okay. So, you know, I got married to someone who has been through terrible, terrible things in her life. Um, you know, she's very vocal about this. She was sex trafficked by her family for, for many years. Um, and so there's a lot of things that come with that, you know, some emotional difficulties, sexual difficulties, a lot of things. And so it was pretty easy to find lots of opportunities to, to put her first, to put my purpose and my value in how good a job I was doing, you know, supporting her in valuing her. But kind of along the line somewhere, I started to believe that my main value as a person had to do with how well I was serving and taking care of her and the kids as well, but especially her, um, that that was sort of my main role in life, that that's really all that God really cared if I was doing or not. And that if I wasn't doing a good job of that, well, God didn't actually care. And who he really cared about was her. And I was just kind of there as a sort of support person. So again, you know, if that's my main purpose and that's my main value, right? Okay. Here's someone who's been through a lot of hard things. Now, Mike, you go in there and, you know, help her. And if you don't do a good job of that, you know, I'll take you out and put somebody else in. Okay. Basically my only, in other words, the way I saw myself and you know, the way that God saw me and my purpose was just like, just go help Elizabeth, you know, that's it. You know, your, your value is just in reference to your wife. So this led to resentment on my part also. Like it was like, okay, yeah, let me, let me do a good job. Let me make sure I'm taking care of her. You know, when I talk about mosquito and, and dictator and all that, right? Like if I'm trying to get my value from how will I serve her? A lot of that has to do with how much feedback I'm getting from her. If I'm doing a good job of that, you know, am I taking care of her? I want to hear that from her a lot so that I can feel like what I'm doing is valuable. Okay. But, you know, even recently, you know, I've been struggling with that idea of feeling like, you know, I'm just kind of a background character, you know, she's the main role. I'm the supporting actor. And, you know, if I was taken out of the story, it wouldn't even matter really is how I was feeling. So, you know, just a few days ago, I was walking and kind of thinking about these things and, you know, struggling with the, these thoughts and ideas. Um, you know, my wife and I were, were, you know, having some conflicts right now that we'll work through, but we're kind of in the middle of it right now, <laughs> which made this kind of extra um, difficult. And so, I went out and I stopped the car and I got out and was walking around and had an interesting sort of vision come on me. I was praying at the time. Um, and I actually had a vision of like walking away, like my, my wife and kids and I were all together. And I just like turned around and walked away in my mind. Right. And what I pictured was, you know, God sending another guy, you know, another husband that would do a better job than me or, uh, you know, a father that would do a better job to me and they would take care of them. Right. He would take care of them or, you know, God would send angels or whatever to take care of my family and that I would just kind of walk away alone, you know, and basically be forgotten is what I was envisioning. And, 
yeah, that, that God wouldn't really send anyone to take care of me, but he definitely would to take care of them. So, but as I was doing that and thinking and praying about it, a new vision came on me, you know, that, you know, I still decided again, just in my mind, I decided to, you know, turn and walk away from my family that God, yeah, he would go send someone to take care of my family, but he'd also send someone and even several people to take care of me as well, you know, to walk with me, to be with me, to comfort me. So it was just so powerful to, to see that in my mind, that even if I did something that is not good at all, right. To abandon your family, like you, so before, before having this vision, I would have said to that, like, if someone does that, they're the worst person on earth and I hate them. God hates them. Everybody hates them, right? Like someone that decides to walk away from their family. But what I saw in this vision is like, even if I did decide to do that, something that I think we can all agree is not a good thing to do, to walk away from your family. Even if I decided to do that, God would still care. Like God would still send someone to walk with me and be with me and, you know, help me and support me and, and teach me and probably, you know, try to help me see, Hey, you know, maybe this wasn't the best move. You know, maybe there's, you know, more joy over here, you know, with being a good husband and father, but just seeing it so differently that it's not like, okay, you walk away, you're done, you're written off and nobody cares anymore. It's like, no, you made a bad choice. Sure. But I still care. You know, God saying to me, I still care and I'm still going to send people and help. I'm still going to help you. Like, even if you make a bad choice, I'm still going to be with you and help you. That was just so, so powerful for me. And so it made me think differently about the parable of the prodigal son, right? Where I always just saw it as a son kind of walking away on his own. And then, you know, he, you know, life knocks some sense into him and he decides to come back. But while he was gone, he was just all alone all by himself. And that's the lesson. Like, don't walk away because you're going to be by yourself. And God doesn't care anymore until you come back. That's kind of the lesson that I took away from the prodigal son. But a few days ago, I had a new vision about that, of the son kind of walking out of his house. And then the father, or, you know, God, actually sending like angels or servants and saying, hey, you know, there goes my son, you know, kind of keep out of sight, but I want you to, you know, make sure he's okay. All right. Make sure he's, you know, not getting into too much trouble, you know, keep him safe. Okay. In the, in the story too, I was just, just read through it where, you know, a famine comes. Right. And so to me, that's God still remembering this prodigal son, right? It's saying, Hey, you know, I'm here. And this is just a reminder that this life course isn't going to make you very happy. (laughs) But it's not that he forgot him, right? It's just God saying, hey, like there he is, like I care about him. Even the parable of the lost sheep teaches this, right? That God is going to leave the 90 and 9 and go after that one that just kind of left, you know, left on his own. God will come after him. Okay. If I choose to leave, God will come after me. If you choose to leave, God will come after you. If you made a decision that's really awful, God's still there and he still cares and he's going to come after you. Okay. And he wants you to find joy and find happiness. And, um, you know, even when you choose make decisions that don't bring you that and bring you far away from that, God still is there. He still cares and he still, uh, will walk with you and be with you. So 
It's very powerful, you know, for me, very powerful lesson. So God, he cares very deeply about your wife and your kids, but he also cares very deeply about you. Okay. He really does. He doesn't give up on any of us. And he's, and he cares and he sends helpers to all of us, no matter what our decisions are. So my takeaways from this experience, you know, I want to be a good husband and father. Like I find a lot of joy in those roles. Uh, really that's the most joy I felt, right. Is, is coming in here, doing the best I can as a, as a husband, doing the best I can as a father. I feel really good about doing those things. But what I found that day, you know, again, this just a few days ago, those, even if I chose to totally abandon my family, you know, again, something that if someone did that, I would have said, you're the worst person on earth, right? God, he'd still care about me and he'd still send servants and angels to comfort me. You know, that I have value even outside of that role as husband and father. It just, to me, it's so comforting, so comforting. And it removes a lot of that pressure that I put on myself a lot, right? And it actually takes off a, a good amount of that neediness, right? Of needing to get that feedback from my wife. Oh yeah, you're doing such a good job. Or from, uh, from my kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thanks dad. You know, you're so, you're so awesome. All of that. Because if you don't realize you have value, even outside of that, even when they say it, it, it won't be enough, right? It'll feel good for a little while, but then you're going to go after it again. That's what I call being the mosquito is you always want that validation because you feel like if you don't have it, you're, you're not enough, you know, that nobody does care, you know, that you're not valuable. And so realizing, Hey, God cares about me. Even if I'm an awful father, even if I'm an awful husband, okay. Even if I go have an affair, right. God will still be with me and care about me. I don't want to do any of those things, (laughs) but knowing that even if I did, God would care, um, in a strange way, gives me more motivation to do a good job as a husband and father, right? Takes off that pressure, right? Oh, you better, you better measure up, Mike. You better be a great husband and father or else, you know, I don't care anymore. Like God saying that to me, then, then you're out, right? Measure up or you're out. Okay. That's not how God sees us. God sees it as, Hey, here's a great way to live. And if you choose not to do that, you know, I'm going to still be watching over you. I'm going to send some reminders to you that, Hey, like there's a better way you can live your life. So that's the way I'm seeing it now. And it's just, it's helped me feel a lot, uh, you know, softer, a lot more loving towards my wife and my kids, my clients, other people. Like I work with the, the clients who've made really bad decisions, who have had affairs, who, you know, um, who have not done a great job as husbands and fathers. And it just gives me so much more compassion for them versus judgment saying, well, I would have never done that. Right. Um, and just saying, look, sure. You made a, a mistake, but I still care. God still cares. Like you're still valuable. But yeah, I, I, I always used to say that anyway, but this experience helped me understand it for myself more, which then just makes me a lot more able to really and truly say that to these other guys, right. And women too, you know, that, I know for sure. And I sense, and I feel that like you still have value no matter what you did. Okay. Another big lesson, right. That I don't have to earn that value that it's already there. Like God still cares. Like I'm his son. You know, we, we tell that to our kids all the time. And, 
you know, they, one of our sons recently did something that, that was, you know, kind of not great, kind of dishonest. Um, and, you know, just seeing myself, you know, and my wife being able to, yeah, he did something that was, you know, not great. It was dishonest, but we don't care about him less. In fact, we came in even more to kind of support him, help him understand. Yeah. Like that wasn't a great decision. That's not going to make you very happy, but we're still here and we care about you deeply even when you make these mistakes and actually even more, you know, we kind of pay more attention so we can help bring you back to a path that's going to be, you know, lead to a better spot. So it's just a, a great experience. I don't have to earn that value, right? God cares about me no matter what. And on top of that, right. You know, he's giving me gifts and abilities. And, you know, if I use those for good, I'm just going to have a better life. But even if I don't, God still is there. He still cares. He's still with me. So listen, no matter what you've done, God, he is with you, or no matter what you've neglected to do. Okay. If you feel like, oh, I'm just not measuring up, you know, a lot of it's probably this, that you're trying to earn that value instead of realizing, yeah, I have it. Um, even if I don't do a great job as a husband and father, right. I'm still valuable, but I want to use those talents and gifts. I want to do a good job in this role because I feel better doing it like that. Uh, I, I talked about this last week too, but that's that like solar energy, like that energy that's not going to get depleted, like like gasoline or fossil fuel, you have to keep refilling and refilling, right? It's a value that is infinite. It comes from something infinite, okay? Knowing that you have that value from God. So God, he's watching over you at all times. You know, he's caring about you. Um, you know, if we look at Jesus, right? He, he spent his time with people that were not living exactly how you know, God was asking them to, or even how Jesus himself was asking them to, right? He spent time with publicans, sinners, um, adulterers, people possessed of devils. He asked us to visit prisoners who had definitely made some bad choices or else they probably wouldn't have been in prison. You know, that's what he says, you know, part of true religion is, is, is visiting, you know, the people in prison. So just his own example even showed like, Hey, I care about you. I care about people that don't make the best decisions. Okay, I'm still there. And yeah, I'm going to try to direct them back because life's just better here. But because they go that direction doesn't mean I don't care. Again, that vision of the prodigal son leaving, but he's still got people following him. Or my own vision of myself leaving my family, but he's still got people following me. Okay. In uh, Matthew 5, 45, he says, he makes, God makes the sun to shine on the evil and the good and the rain to come on the evil and the good. You know, he's watching over all of us. And again, so what I used to think is, you know, that fear of rejection and that fear of punishment, you know, that's what kept me motivated, right? That fear of failure, you know, kept me motivated to succeed. But coming from it from this way, right, it actually gives me more motivation to do a good job. Again, it's like that solar energy, like I feel solid, I feel good. I don't feel like I'm going to like fall down and, and be left alone if I don't do a good job, right? That God's still going to care. So I actually feel more motivation to be a great husband and father, but less pressure to do it. Where I used to thrive so much off that pressure, maybe not maybe thrive is the wrong word, but perform so much because I felt that fear of failure. Now I'm feeling more, look, I'm going to be loved and cared for 
either way. God's going to watch out for me either way. But this is what I want to do. Like I want to be a great husband and father because I find joy in that. I love my wife and kids so much. And, you know, that's what I want. I want to, you know, care for them and serve them and, you know, be, uh, you know, focus on serving and protecting uh, my family because I, I like that role. I enjoy it. Um, so it's, uh, it's been a great, um, a great breakthrough for me. And, um, again, like knowing that it allows me to focus on serving and knowing that I'm okay and loved and cared for, even if I don't do it perfectly, you know, that's the, that's the beauty of it. All right, man. So hopefully this message resonates with you. If you have made mistakes, which all of us have, but if you've made big mistakes, just know like God is still with you. He still cares about you. If you're in that spot where you're always trying to earn your wife's attention, appreciation, affection, sex, and you're so angry because, you know, you're not really getting anything out of it, just realize like, look, you still have value, right? Even if you do a bad job as a husband, like you still have value. And as you do serve her, you can just get that sense of, of well-being and knowing like, hey, I'm, you know, I did a good thing here. I served her. I can feel good about that. Um, no, God's watching out for you. And he's, uh, he cares for you, even in those times when you're not doing a good job. All right, men, stay strong. We'll see you next episode. Hey, if you're ready for a step-by-step program to build up your spiritual, mental, emotional, and sexual strength and become an expert in communication and intimacy, come join us in the Strongman System. The program has helped men with serious marriage issues like infidelity, separation, and I love you but I'm not in love with you. And it has helped men who have a pretty good marriage, but the sex life just isn't where they want it to be. Wherever you fall on that spectrum, the Strongman System and I can help and I'd love to help you. It's risk-free. I guarantee you'll feel stronger and more confident than you ever have and have the most intimate relationship you've ever had with your wife in 90 days or less or you get your money back. Visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how, and I'll see you there.